The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Swain event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Jonathan Wade, former DB. Tennessee, former DB in the NFL, multiple teams. My guy. You know what, Wade, yeah. man? I, I'm, I'm, I wish I would listen to like more heavy metal music during my time at Tennessee prepare me for uh, football. Football game. Said, uh, you know what I thought? I listen to country music now. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Not all country music, but I do listen to <laughs> yeah, that was, music. I was I was looking at you like, all right, explain. Yeah, I got a um, uh, like uh, my Nico Moon man, this new country. This is not horrible. Nico Moon, go check it. out. Anybody that's listening, if you haven't heard this song, good time, go check it out. All right, I might, I might, I might do that. You know, Tennessee who- whiskey. You got that one? You know that one? I don't listen. I barely listen to music. Bro, you gotta go go download Tennessee whiskey right now. Chris Stapleton. Okay, he sound like he's straight out of a Baptist church. I probably, I probably heard it. Heard you probably have. But I, uh, the title, I call, I call Philly Philly this year with my twelve year old team, and we we call it Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't be knowing these titles to these songs. I may, I hear the song. Everybody listening to this show right now is probably well, not everybody, but you have a. a you may have a strong ethnic following, but uh, a lot of them have heard Tennessee whiskey. I promise. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people have. But I'm just. I'm not a. I'm not a. I like music. I listen to a lot of music during the Christmas break um, around, you know, around the house. Soul Christmas. Listen to a lot of that. But Mariah Carey Christmas. Absolutely. But I'm just. <laughs> I, she, pro- she probably sold more of them albums than any other album she has. Probably. Yeah, probably. 865-255-03. Austin Price is going to just buzz in here around 915. We'll talk uh, recruiting with him, talk Tennessee football notes. He is he's in Nashville, man. Boots are on the ground there uh, in Nashville. So Austin Price, VolQuest.com. What's, what's, what's funny is obviously Brent Hubbs is, is the CEO. He's the captain. He is the chief. Do you remember when you were being recruited, Wade, and there was yeah. someone that would call you and ask you about Tennessee and interview you about being recruited by Tennessee? Do you remember that? No. My recruiting was different. You didn't have anybody calling you and stuff? I went to Tennessee. I went to Tennessee to a camp. Well, before that, the tr- I got recruited by the track coach. So you didn't so, – so – you didn't get a phone call from a guy named Brent Hubbs. I'm sure maybe I did. Then I don't want to be disrespectful or rude to him. But Vince Anderson, the track coach, came to my house before any football coach did. Ah. 
if I if, if I'm not and we drove from Shreveport to Knoxville to go to a three day camp, which is where I got my scholarship offered to me at. I wasn't out there like y'all. My team was, but I as an individual player wasn't. And I wanted to go to Tennessee. So we got in the truck and we drove the 12 hours. And that was kind of how the recruiting started with me. Gotcha. Gotcha. I should know that because you're my friend. I should know that story. <laughs> Long time ago. We're talking over 2010 plus years ago. Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. Very long time ago. All right, let me hit this text yeah, box up. Let me hit this text box up. Uh, Chip Payne says, you know the goat of Christmas songs is Silent Night by The Temptations. You already know. Ooh. Rod- Ooh, that's tough. Top five Christmas songs. What you got? That's one of them. I just told Ryan you. Ryan Carey probably got like two. Yeah, she, she is in there. All one for Christmas. Oh yeah, all I want for Christmas. I don't have a top ten. Who else got a top five? I like Jack. I like Jackson Five. Jackson Five will work. Yeah, I like Jackson Five. Obviously, more I might be closing out. That's like four right there. But I have a playlist. I let the playlist ride. I don't have a top five though. I don't. Um, Rodney says, "Come on, Swain. You have heard Tennessee whiskey. I'm sure I have. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm sure I've heard it. I'm telling you. I don't. I don't." I don't listen to a, music, a lot of music like like y'all do. Because I'm somebody talking. get somebody get somebody send Swain a copy of Tennessee whiskey ASAP. I'm sure I've heard it before. That's what I'm saying. Like you need to know it like the back of your hand. You okay. live in Tennessee. You're right. You're right. I do live in Tennessee. But like when you're talking for three hours a day, and then when you have kids, there's a moment of silence. That's very valuable. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't mess that silence up with music. Like, I, I need to think. So, I need silence. It's hard to find that little time where you can hear yourself think. Exactly, man. So, that's why, man, that's why I don't listen to a bunch of music, man. I'm just telling you. All right, we got, we're, we're going back to the phones. We're going back to the phones. Come on with it. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. Middle Tennessee Rick. What's up, Rick? What's up, Gavin? What up, Rick? Nice to hear Mr. Wade on the phone this morning. What up, Rick? How are you? Hey, man, I'm good. Yeah, Jason, I'm not a big country fan, but that's a classic. He definitely needs to listen to Tennessee Whiskey. I'm sure I've heard it before, Rick. I'm telling you, man, I'm sure I've heard it. We're going to get you lined up with this one. You're going to know this one by the next – you might know this one next time you're on the show. See, Wade wants me to know all the lyrics and, like, sing it and all that stuff. Yeah, I want it you to be, be hard. in the song. Yeah. Hey, I do have one question. Uh about the bowl game, Jason. Who do you think don't uh, take Taylor's place in, in, in the back end there for the game? Oh, uh, come on! I think it's going to be Kamal Haddon. Haddon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, there were several times, and I remember uh, specifically in the Ole Miss game. Uh, I was I was right there on the side. It was uh, Tennessee side line where Lante took himself out and. First person that went in was Kamal Hatton. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be Kamal Hatton. Uh, okay. We've seen Brandon Well, that's, that's all in. I had today, man. I'm, I'm going to get off here, and uh, you guys have a great day. You sounds too. good. All right. Thanks.
They can you hear that way? Yeah. I can't play it too much, man. You know, YouTube gonna flag me, so I gotta. <laughs> I'd listen. I'd listen to it later, man. Can we listen to it on, on the show, What's man? This and this is a slow one too. It's just it's soulful. And then uh, the other one is upbeat. You'll ride to that one. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Let's let's go back to the phones. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Good morning. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Austin, Jonathan Way, Jonathan Way, sure. Austin Price, VolQuest.com. Like Jonathan, Austin knows everything about Tennessee, everything about recruiting. He is the most popular guy when it comes to information about Tennessee. Uh, oh, we got to talk, man. Wait, we're, we're on the phone with the pride of Shreveport, Louisiana. That's right. Easy. Easy. The, only, the only play that was made in the 2005 season, the pick six against Ole Miss. That's Come it. on. Taking me We're back. A team that was preseason ranked third, finished five and six. Way to go, guys! Um, <laughs> Man, you, ended, you 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 ended that horribly. You landed that plane horribly. Hey, listen, I, it is great to be on the phone with with my second favorite ball from Louisiana from the 2003 to 2006 era. Uh, only second behind Plaquemine, Louisiana's own Jacory Wood. Why? Why was Jacory your favorite? <laughs> Plaquemine. Hey Swain, how much how much do you pay this guy for the intros? Uh, nothing. He pays me nothing, Jonathan. I, he's offered, but I do it for free only because Jeez. I feel like you know I'm blessed enough to not take money from Jason, and and I'm glad to do his show. But I, I sometimes hijack it and take over the entire hour and even close out the show and end the show as the last voice you'll hear is me. Well, that makes sense. I, you know, that sounds encouraging. This far, this at this point. That's a good trade-off. John, hey, Jonathan. Yeah. You, you all the time ask me about, about Tennessee and what's going on because you're in Texas. and So I'm going to let you ask Austin the first question, and then I'm going to ask Austin the next question about about recruiting. So, Austin, get ready for my recruiting question. But, Jay Wade, uh, you, asked, you asked AP, man, your Tennessee football question. Uh, I don't know which one to start. First off, you guys, we need like an orange five-bedroom house out here there's that much tennessee representation out here we could own this city if we like try to just so you guys know are you talking Um, about dallas yes okay yes way too many kids that come out of here that don't consider tennessee and it's just the representation there's there's, it just needs to be more representation out here and we have enough we just need they need to see it more um nicholas i can't call his last name (laughs) AP can't either. <laughs> Nico. AP. What do we need to do to get that kid here? Well, Nico Eyal Maliaba. Um, I Say that again. Eyal Maliaba. Eyal. Oh, you lost me on that. Oh, I got to write this down. I got Eyal. His dad taught me how to do it, so I've got it saved in my phone. So well, that's good I if his dad get... taught you how to do it. That means there's a relationship there. The, the, problem, the problem is like, you know – you know, we we say it and butcher it for so long. It's like Henry. You know, I I butchered it for so long. Once we learned how to say his name, it's like yeah, no. Um, so to 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 to. Um, so like same thing here. Eyal Maliaba. I practiced it enough to where I've kind of broke myself of the habit of butchering it, and so I I can say it decent. Go, what do you want to know about? It? He wants him here. Like he, he, I want him in Knoxville. Oh, well, 
you know, the good news is, is again, like I, I think that Tennessee's got a little bit of uh, traction there. You know, he was always interested in Tennessee, but I think the visit here in November was big for him because he was able to see things. And, and talking to the dad afterwards, they wanted to come. They, they, they came for the, the Vanderbilt game. Um, and and they were they were glad to come for that game because they wanted to see what it was like when they weren't playing a Florida or Alabama, you know. And okay. you know, in their in their world, they said that this is how many people show up. You know, the number of people that showed up for, for Vanderbilt was the number of yeah. people that show up for a big time game out west. Like they're coming to the yeah. SEC, like. You know, Ohio State might be the only team that could potentially, you know, foil that. But I, I still think then, even then, they want to be in the SEC. So you're looking at Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Those are kind of the top four for him. I um, mean, really, I would say Tennessee and Alabama are the top two for him, um, even though he just released the top 12. So um, Tennessee's very much in the thick of it. Uh, and, and so, you know, there are some people around him that really like the ball and, uh, you know, We'll see how, how how deep this thing gets. He'll make some type of decision between April and June. Um, some quarterbacks will come off the board before then, but I don't think he's in any rush. His you mom said off the board like this is a draft. It is. Oh my yeah. gosh! He'll 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 commit sometime between then. And quarterbacks when they commit, it, you know, very rarely do they ever decommit. Um, I'll say this: his mom, she's been battling cancer. And so she's not been able to take these trips. And so they're hoping to get back out to Tennessee after the first of the year. They're hoping to get back out to several places after the first year. And hopefully she can come with them. To this point, it's just been Madden, his younger brother, um, who is a freshman, and then yeah. Nico and the dad. He's not as big as his – he's not as mad. He's not as big as um, the brother is not yet. He's six two, though. I mean, like six you know, two? Two, fre- two freshmen. So, Jeez. how big is the how big is the quarterback? Six six and long. He's thick. Oh, okay, that's why he looks so big in those pictures. I was I, yeah. I thought I saw somebody say it was six three, and I'm like, he looks massive in these pictures. No, he's six six. He's and he's long. He, yeah, he, like, he he'll put on twenty pounds in a college weight room, Jonathan, and and you won't even notice. Now you can put on twenty pounds in Gibbs. <laughs> the old, the the new version of Gibbs. You know what's cool, AP man, is you know you get you get these NFL guys that play in Tennessee and they and they go on they play and then they finish up playing their, their playing careers and like some of them, yeah, they, they they come back to Tennessee and do the reunion thing. And they see their old teammates, but like I think what's cool is like Wade is is like interested in Tennessee recruiting. I mean, he knows about Nico. He's watched his film and he's into it like. A lot of your subscribers on VolQuest, man. I think that's pretty funny. We should get Jonathan on, on VolQuest. He'll do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, give me like, do it. You know, until your kid starts getting recruited, Jonathan. I mean, you know, what, what one's what, like 11 or 12? I mean, I, I've been doing my research, man. I got another yeah. one born in 2016. I've got, I, probably, I probably have about, and this is going to sound really crappy or, or far-fetched. <laughs> I probably have 15 kids that I would want to show Tennessee 15 that I could probably put in a van and their parents would trust me with them. And some of them already have scholarships. Um, I just, (laughs) 
We got, we got to get some of these kids to Knoxville. Next question, like I'm a tra- I'm, I ran track. Do we still focus on those guys? Yeah, um, especially hypeing them. I mean, they, they they'd love to run. You know, they recruit a couple of kids in this cycle that you know are, are track guys. That that track's a big thing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Tennessee still runs track, and and they still. You know, I think in, in this world would like to have a few guys, not all, all of them, but a few guys that are kind of dual sport guys because you can do that. You know, it's it's way more functional. Like there there are no more like Julius Peppers or Charlie Wards that play football and roll right into basketball season. Yeah, um, th- those are those are those are those are gone. But you don't even have any of the um, the baseball players. We we had that really good baseball player at Tennessee when Peyton, his backup quarterback. We don't even have those guys anymore. Yeah, well, and again, most of that's because you can still functionally go through spring practice and run track. You know, you might miss a practice or two, but you still can get some stuff in. When you're in baseball, you don't yeah, they, they don't you, you don't ever get to go through spring. So football coaches, oh yeah, you can play baseball. And then they, when they get they, here, yeah, they, no, you're they, not gonna... they are writing contracts in baseball for three hundred and forty million. The football coach gonna need to understand. Those are, those are, those are facts. Hey, hey, AP, man, um, I made this comment last week. I, I think your message boards went kind of crazy for, for really no reason uh, huh? when I said that. Overreacting on the general's quarters? No. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, I said that all hands will be on deck to land uh, Nico. And, like, folks thought that was a big deal. It's like, no, when you, you got to get a quarterback like this, and you have to beat Alabama to get this quarterback, it's going to take just more than Tennessee's coaching staff. I mean, there's no reason to hide, hide from this thing. It's going to take a really good NIL deal. We need to go flood one of his volleyball games. Have you seen that kid play volleyball? Oh, my god! Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. He's oh, like my the top, gosh. Top, top player in the country or whatever. In volleyball? He's the top player in the country? Yes. Yes. I can see that. I, and I've never watched volleyball highlights ever in my life until I saw his. <laughs> but I, I assume um, that's what the best player looked like. <laughs> yep, that's what he looks like. So, um, but you're right, Jason. I mean, like, listen that that's the, the landscape you're going to be in. It, here's the one thing: you, if you're a Tennessee fan, you feel good about is is Josh Heupel is not out there complaining and whining and moaning like Lane Kiffin or Dabo Sweeney were after signing day about you know, well. You know, these kids that didn't come here, I hope they got all that they were promised in NIL deals. You know, and like if you don't if you don't adapt, mm-hmm. you will die. Like that that you know, it, it, they'll all adapt. It's just some of these like Dabo, he'll be the last to adapt. But he'll adapt. They all will. Why you say um, that? Well, will he be the last to adapt? Why you say Dabo will be? Because Dabo thinks that this is still fifteen years ago where you Pick a school to play for the logo and 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 the pride and, and the tradition and the and the lure of height of college football. Like maybe a little, but like at the end of the day, kids can now earn money. <laughs> so it's like you know you're, you're going to go where you know you have opportunities to earn money, and you know that's that's kind of the, where the world is. And you know it's like Nick Saban. You know he adapted his offense. Had he not adapted, you know. He probably doesn't win the last couple, and nope. you know, good on him. If Kirby Smart doesn't win if the night, he doesn't bring in Lane Kiffin to open his eyes. He's not. He doesn't have the offensive powerhouses that he has. I don't. think. That's right. Can, and they like, still run it. 
But until Lane Kiffin, because Lane Kiffin's going to force so many things that work, he made Nick Saban realize, yeah, we got to, like, toss this thing. Nick Saban adapts a lot, though. Nick Saban adapted when he went and got Jalen Hurts. After Nick Saban got beat by Cam Newton, he went and got Jalen Hurts. That was the last time he saw that. And see, Kirby Smart, I, I maintain that if Georgia doesn't win it this year, that he'll be forced to adapt as well because he still plays football, and Georgia plays a brand of football that's from 2012. Mm-hmm. And, you know, line it up and run it at you, play action pass, and have a good defense. Yep. And and that works in certain elements of football, but not throughout the entire football game, um, especially when you're going against a, a – confident team defensively who can, you know, throw it all over the place on offense. So, um, you know, I, I think he'll be forced to adapt as well if they don't win it this year because there'll be a lot of pressure on, on Georgia if they don't win it this year because they lose a ton off of this team. So it's not like they can just reload next year and be as good. They may they may make the playoffs next year. They just won't be as good. And so, yeah, I mean, I think coaches have to adapt to the NIL space, um, you know, because that's where this is, this is, you know, it's not even headed there. It's there now. And so you saw it in this recruiting cycle. Um, you will continue to see it um, with current rosters. And the biggest thing is, is how do how do coaches manage the locker room? Because there are going to be players in right. locker rooms that don't have near the amount of stuff that brand new kids have that when they get there. I um, I talked to I talked to a guy at Tennessee, Scott. Scott actually, Scott told me about there's just. Like, how do you just how different times are? How do, how do you tell a kid that's like 13 that's making a million dollars outside of school? How do you tell him he got to be at practice on time? That, that's that's a good question. That's where you have to that's where you have to manage it all. And that's where, you know, like, you know, Tennessee, you know, technically schools aren't allowed to handle NIL deals like that's not a school thing. That's an outside third party. Yeah. You know, a marketing company that does that, you know, or a kid works out a deal with himself with, you know, the local mom and pop in his hometown car wash or whatever. And so, um, you know, the good thing about Tennessee, Tennessee's not handling any of that. And so like all these deals are done through, you know, third parties or kids are setting them up. You know, you got a group like Spire sports in Knoxville that are, that are handling Tennessee's, you know, a lot of the Tennessee marketing stuff. Um, so it's, the problem is there's a lot of schools, though, that aren't doing it that way, and they're still doing it themselves. And so that's where you get in trouble because coaches are the ones making deals or making promises when they're really not supposed to. And so you know that that's where the, you're going to run into a problem. Whereas, like, Josh Heupel, he, he, he has no idea about any of this stuff. And so, like you know, your 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 deal that you know you know that that's made marketing wise isn't with Tennessee. So, like, it, it's two different things. I think that helps Tennessee in this instance. AP, hey, let me ask you this. Um, yeah, because they ain't live. A couple, a couple of um, guys on the transfer portal that, that Tennessee has offered, uh, number one, you know, Jared Verse, and number two is Isaiah Neor, the Wyoming yes. wide receiver. Um, yep. How are things sitting with those two guys? Well, Verse, I think Tennessee's in really good shape with. Um, he was going to announce the top five and drop it to a top three. He has scrapped that idea. Um, and so he, he's just going to announce someplace in the next 
you know, 10 days or so. I, he told me, he goes, because I might do it before New Year's, but likely right there after the first of the years when he's going to do it. I think Tennessee's in a great spot, just, you know, based off the way the kid talks. Now, I don't think he's committed to the staff privately. I don't think that, you know, um, I don't think it's 100% done, but I do think that this, a lot of the tea leaves read Tennessee to me. Now, Florida State's kind of that, that other option. I just don't see him going someplace that he's not visited. I just think that's far fetched. He continues to get you know new offers by the day. He got Texas yesterday, and um, you know why? Why? Why just, is a guy like him? Uh, first off, leaving. Second, like, do they do this? Is it or do they do this to just see what's out there? Or are these kids like? Is there is there like a board or something where they're looking at like yo if I leave my school I'm gonna be like the best receiver coming out? Do you think it's a game that the, that the athletes are playing too? Yeah, that that's the new the new wave, Jonathan. I mean, like you know, think about it. Had T, had To had the one time transfer when he was yeah. Chattanooga. Like you get a kid that gets overlooked, he works his butt off, he goes in there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you probably don't keep up with it enough, but Paul Fornberry's kid, Markel, who from Maribel, you know, he's going to Liberty to play for Q3. You know, Markel's 6'4", 220, wide receiver, great-looking kid. Like, to yep. me, he is like Devontae Adams or T.O., like this chance. Like, mm-hmm. it, But now he could go to Liberty for two years and, you know, put up numbers and then go, man, we're going to Portal and I can go to Alabama now, you know, where I couldn't go to Alabama coming out of high school. Come back home to Tennessee. You know? Yeah, come back home to Tennessee, whatever. My point being is, like, you know, that's going to be the new wave. Like, the high school kids are going to suffer yep. because of the portal. But what's going to happen is, is like, if, if you're smart enough to see it and you think and you believe in yourself, you can be a high school kid, go to Eastern Kentucky for two years, put up numbers, go in the portal, and then Ole Miss is going to snag you or, yep. you know, Wake Forest or whatever. There may be schools that you didn't have an opportunity to out of high school. So that's the other thing you've got to adapt to is the portal. Like, there's so much new um, – Man, so many new features for game. college football. Oh, it's it's unbelievable, man. I mean, like, the portal, you can't live in the portal, but you got to dabble in it, especially when the fact you have the plus seven rule, um, where, like, you know, if seven kids leave, then you can replace up to seven. Now, if 50 kids leave, you can only replace seven. But you can replace up to seven kids as long as you stay under the 85. So, you know, Tennessee is, is you know, went after Jared Burst but so was a bunch of schools, but Tennessee was able to get in on the front end and he visited here. Now he has one official visit left. Now he could take that in January, but it doesn't feel like he's going to do that as of now, but who knows? We'll see if anybody catches his eye and, and he wants to take that visit. But it sounds like to me, he does something right after the first of the year. And then the New York kid talking to him on the phone, Jason, it seems like he wants to get back to Texas. Okay. Kids from Arlington, A&M's called Baylor's called now. Just because they call doesn't mean anything. Like, how much are they really pushing? If either one of those push, I would say he he goes back to the state of Texas. Didn't have those opportunities coming out of high school. Went to Wyoming. Balled out. He's 6'3", over 200 pounds. Good-looking kid. Just what Tennessee's looking for. They'd love to have him. But Baylor's an hour and a half from his house. He lives out here. Two hours. What's that? He lives out here, right? That's why you was asking me that's why? Yes, I was asking you to go stalk him. See, I will. I'm, I, I I will. So like, I have no have no issue. That's what I was saying I earlier with 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 the amount of people that Tennessee has here in Dallas Fort Worth. 
Like we sh- it is, there should be no kid that is good that comes out of this area that has that is not familiar with Tennessee. If if you give Austin Price uh, a free round of golf and you take care of his hotel, Austin will come down there with you, and then y'all can go bring all the Tennessee kids back. Austin, you no. scared? A free round of golf. Not just anywhere, Jason. I only play the best of the best. Um, the best of the best. Best of the best. What, 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 if if what, I win, you got to pay. <laughs> but see, I was going to say this is what you should do with, with Nayor is go meet him and say, I tell you what, let's run the 40-yard dash. And if you can beat me, you, you stay in Texas. And if I beat you, you have to go to Tennessee. And then you Man. just go all Willie Mays Hayes in your pajamas right past him. Absolutely. Let's do it. Tell him. Tell him. If he, if, if, I'll do it. Tell him right now. If anybody's listening, put it out there. <laughs> That's great. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. Let's make it happen. So it looks like he that'll wants that'll to be the test for anybody. If they, can, if they can beat me running a forty, they can stay. Yeah, I, I think I think he'll be coming to Tennessee. Then that was the bet. I still I still did think you, he run a four four. Beat, could you even beat Tony Brown in the forty right now, Wade? You know what? God gave me a gift of speed that is something that I truly cannot explain to you. Um, I ran a, I, got, I clocked a four two about four years ago. I'm not lying to you. What about now? What you think you're running uh, right now? Yeah, that was four years ago. So <laughs> I, I have no idea, but um, it's still faster than you are. I'll, I'll, I, I don't turn down races. That's that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. AP, what's up with um, what's up with K Mays, man? Looks like there's a push from Tennessee staff to try and get him to come back. Uh, looks like he's trying to mentally play, but physically, is he going to be able to? Where is he as far as going, staying? Has that changed? Just tell us what's up with Kay Mays. I don't think he's going to be able to play. The ankle's still not. It's just, I think he could go out there, but he could it, it, he could easily go down a play or two in, and then that would really set him back. I do think he's going pro. I don't, I mean, like, I think there was an, a, a a window there for he potentially return, but that seems like that it's all but closed at this point. Um, you know, I, I just think that the, the there's not going to be enough of a guarantee nil wise here to keep him. Um, you know, not at the price. You know, um, compared to uh, you know, it, it, basically, you know, kids like that are like looking okay. If I would say here's where I'm slotted in the NFL, this is what I would get signing bonus, blah blah blah, and so like. Potentially, would just it would not be a, a wise move if he's going to get drafted where he thinks he's getting drafted. Um, but it just certainly feels like, you know, he's probably going to take his shot at the NFL. And I mean, hey, four years in college, nobody go blink an eye. You know, you know that I mean, Tennessee would love to have him back, and, and they sure have, have talked to him about wanting to come back. But you know, it just certainly feels like that things are trending the other way at this point, which is what everybody figured all along. Yeah. Like, even the, the fact we even had conversations. You know about this is, is something that I never would have imagined six weeks ago. Yeah, I don't. I, and also, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you longer than than, than you have to because I know uh, you know you, you there in Nashville and and uh, got boots on the ground covering the team. Uh, so just 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 let me know if you need to if you need to run. But how how weird is it that Tennessee is practicing on Vanderbilt Stadium? Who who set that up? Who who from Vanderbilt actually allowed that to happen? How much is he paying for this? This is like Vanderbilt. this is unheard of. Vanderbilt, well, did it, yeah, they did it on their practice field. Um, this is the 2010 game, 
with Dooley or the 2016 game with Butch. One of those times they, they practiced at Vanderbilt's practice field, but they've actually been practicing on in the stadium this week. And so, you know, hey, feels kind of like a, a Vanderbilt home game when you're in there and there's nobody there, and, you know. So, so, so. No weird. problem getting in. So weird. Why do you think Tennessee hasn't had any transfers, like guys hitting the portal? Uh, do you feel like it's because they're waiting to after the ball game, or do you feel like Tennessee is in a position where they're going to keep a lot of their a lot of their players? The guys just won't leave. There'll be a few leave after the ball game. Okay. Um, you know, so like the the good news is is like you know the whole time there was a lot of confusion on everybody's part uh, okay. about like you know the whole plus seven thing is like you know they said it you know you know after, you know. December, whatever was the date, if you left after that. But it's not really that. It's if you leave after that academically. So, like, Brian Maurer went to the portal in August, but he finished the semester at Tennessee. So he goes into that seven. Like, you know, like it's not like I think most people thought Brian Maurer wouldn't count towards that, but he actually will. Harrison Bailey will. He Hodge will. Because they all finished the semester in Knoxville. And did it under good academic standing, so they will count for it. So Tennessee's not going to have a problem getting to that seven number, you know, um, if if they can get to it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm I'm picking Tennessee to win this game. Also, I just feel like you know Purdue without their two best players, especially their defensive uh, end, that's going to be a top ten pick. I feel like Tennessee has has the advantage. Uh, I know Alante Taylor is out, and uh, that's going to be a nice battle between Purdue's number two receiver and. Tennessee's secondary, but I, I feel like Tennessee should win this game. Do you feel like uh, Tennessee should do the same? Yes, they should win this football game. Um, Tennessee, to me, is, is easily the best team by uh, probably a couple of scores. Now, you got to come out and take advantage of that early. You know, Tennessee's been a team that started hot all year. Their first quarters have been unbelievable, um, you know, all year long. If they do that again, I think Tennessee pulls away and runs away. Now, if they come off to a, get off to a slow start and they let Purdue hang around, then the, then the game changes at that point. But this is a big game for Tennessee, the biggest game in a long time, in my opinion, because you know probably it's probably the biggest game since the, the biggest bowl game since that that um, that Taxler Bowl when Dick Wharton did, caught the double pass mm-hmm. um, from Marlon Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those guys wear number four, make a lot of plays, um, but. When you look at, you know, all that's coming back and the fact that they have their quarterback back, like if Tennessee wins this game, they finish eight and five after the all the nonsense over the last year, they'll go into next year a ranked team in my opinion, because they've got so much back and they've got Hendon Hooker back. And it'll be the first time in a long time where you feel like, Okay, Tennessee has some stuff to work with going into next season. And to me there'll be a lot of you know, a lot of excitement going on, and you know, you you have a favorable schedule. It's not great, but you know, Pittsburgh, 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 Pittsburgh's breaking in a ton, and LSU's breaking in a new coach. So when you go to Baton Rouge, it's not like you're facing a team that's well oiled at that point. Like they're still breaking in Brian Kelly and everything he wants to do. So and and you have everybody coming back. So you know, a lot of a lot of excitement you know, going into next season if Tennessee can win this game. So, yeah, I think it's a big game, and Tennessee should win it. Austin Price, com. I got I got two more questions, man. I'm sorry. Um, 
Tennessee sitting at 20 players in this recruiting class, and you mentioned the seven, that seven number of kids that can that Tennessee can replace if you have players leave. Um, what number do you think Tennessee is looking at bringing in when you add up the signing class plus the transfer portal? What, what number do you think Tennessee is going to be at as far as new additions? I'd say 27. Ooh, okay. I'd say 27. What's the max number? I think it is 27. I mean, I think Tennessee will try to bring in as many guys that they can get to to get to that number. Okay. That works. Um, what was my other question? Golly, I had another question. It was, oh, yeah. It was about NIL. Hendon Hooker. Hendon. Hendo Cinco, when you look at him returning and the year he had this past season, and you look at his personality and, and you know, what he stands for and how marketable he is, uh, he's not someone that you have to worry about getting in trouble or handling them, themselves poorly. Um, you look at the quarterbacks that's you know got big time NIL deals last summer. The Spencer Rattlers, the, the Bo Nicks, the the DJ Uyunglays, and I don't think those companies necessarily got their money's worth. Uh, but I look at Hendon and his opportunity to capitalize on NIL. You have the connection with Spire Sports; they do a great job. Um, do you feel like Hendon has an opportunity to get some of those big deals, maybe a national deal? Um, Maybe not as big as, as DJ Uyungle, Dr. Pepper, but do you feel like Hendon has a good chance to be really, really taken care of with NIL? Yeah, I do. I, I think, you know, I, I think that, that Hendon will, you know, likely, you know, be well over six figures um, with uh, an NIL deal, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, I think that will have a couple of guys like that that, you know, are going to be in that six-figure range or plus. Um, and that's the big thing is like, you know, when the, when July 1st hit and the NIL stuff went legal, like I mean, at that point, who were Tennessee's marquee players? Mm. I mean, Cade was the, 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 the biggest name, but he's an offensive lineman. So like, you know, you, you're not going to see an offensive lineman get a, you know, seven figure deal, you know? And so, um, who's teaching these kids how to do their taxes? You know, that's a good question. You know, and, that, and that's I where asked, you. I asked that on purpose. That didn't even come from me. Um, but I, I know I might have even, if anybody heard that, I might star ruckus, but that's something that needs to be like managed better. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, there's, you know, having somebody that can help these kids, you know, um, do that. I mean, even like a. I'm right a, here. I'm right here. Even a, mid, even a mid-level kid. You're, you're going to handle the, the taxes, Wade? I got you. I'm right here. I just, I listen. I just need some vol gear and some assignments. I got you. Wade just wants to help. He wants to help. That's it. Somebody send this guy some vol gear. He wants. To, he wants to help. What's your PO box? Uh, yeah, I get it to you. Yeah, Wade, we gotta get you some Tennessee gear, man. Get you represented. I'm, 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 I'm a huge asset if y'all just use me. Currently, Wade. Currently, Wade's down. Uh, with all the propaganda and Daily Plaza showing everybody, you know, you know how Oswald was not the only shooter. <laughs> hey, man, 
Wade is on a mission to help Tennessee be great again. He wants to help. He just said that he's going to bring a, a van load of 15 kids to Tennessee. It's Brenner van. Yeah, like, like Wade wants to help. Somebody let Wade help Tennessee that's, be great the again. The thing is, that sounds funny, right? But that's how I got my scholarship, just pulling up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what I know. Like, let's just go you put really it from there. Really, Willie May tased it right out of your pajamas. Yeah, like it, it, you can tell, you can tell Nick Saban to to your blue in the face that you got a kid that's six two, that's two hundred pounds and runs a four four. But until Nick Saban sees this kid with his eyes, he's not gonna care what you thought he could do. Wait, that's right. That I mean, there's a reason Tennessee flew up to New York to see Jared Burst in person before they offered him because. It's easy to say somebody's six four, and then they're six one and a half. But when you go up there yeah. and they're six four and they're put together like Jared Verse is, yeah, it makes a difference. Makes a huge difference. That's he's exactly right. Like coaches want to see, measure, do the medical, do all that stuff with with all these kids because that matters. A random visit, I go pop up on on Isaiah randomly just to go talk. That'll matter. Everybody's trying to get at these kids to try to pull them to their school. Don't anybody really trying to talk to them? I want to talk. Go pull up, man. I, hey, man, I'm not a fish. I'm not official. You know, I'm just a guy. I might. They might think I'm a thug. You, you got know, Tennessee gear. I got tattoos and stuff, bro. You know, like I, I'm gonna be a robber. I pull up. Yeah, but do it in daylight and wear long sleeves. Wear, <laughs> wear, wear, wear Tennessee gear, man. Look, look like a coach. Look like and a representative. I, I, Send me some Tennessee gear. I you promise y'all will start, start getting them. In, in, influx. I need more. You got to look new. I got to look cool, dog. Okay, we got you. What you wear, extra medium? Yeah, sort of. Okay, we got you. We got you, man. We got we to gotta make it happen, man. We got to make it happen. AP, I man. I do have a name for you. I do have a name for you what's, before we get off. What's that? I need to, and I, I talked to somebody already about this, uh, but VolQuest as well. Keldon Ryan. Keldon Ryan, he's a freshman at Central High School. He's got four to five scholarships offered already. This is a, this is one of these kids I'm talking about. I'm taking notes. Like, there's no reason, like we should, we need this kid. What position do you play? Quarterback. Where's his offer from? Arkansas. Uh, 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 Pittsburgh was his first offer, which to me. You got the Heisman Trophy candidate, and you go offer a freshman quarterback something. There's got to be something to him that you see. Um, Sheldon? Keldon. K-E-L-D-E-N. Ryan. I just don't, I don't want Nick Saban to offer this kid because if Nick offers him, it's over. Not that I don't want them to. I do want him to get every scholarship possible, but – they offer him he's gonna he's gonna take that ride just because he wants to go there. But they want they would they would like to go to Tennessee. I kind of know that through the you know conversations we've had. They just want to know that they're interested. And I mean we need to drive up there, we'll drive up there. So see that look look how dedicated Wade is. That's what we need. We need I'm more on of that. Wade. There we go. We need more of that. We need more of that. AP, and I can man. also say oh, I'm not oh. gonna I'm not gonna ever I'm not gonna bring up somebody that I wouldn't give a scholarship to myself. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't do politics. I, I Swain knows that I hate politics. But like could help. 
<laughs> hey, let's get on it. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Uh, AP man, I'll um, I'll maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe I'll see you Thursday. I'll be I'll be I'll be in route here soon, man. Hope I hope I see you around. Hmm? You're coming down for the game. It's right, man. I'll be there. I'll be there. I got the big orange countdown with hubs and got the uh, Tennessee alumni tailgate over there at the old red. So uh, maybe I'll see you around. You are alum AP. Maybe I'll see you around. You are invited. You be my personal guest. I graduated just before you boys did in 2005. That's right. That's right. That's right. Y'all run my, y'all run my I'm tickets my football with that 05 team. That's why I'm so bitter about it, Swain. I it's stuck not- around one extra semester for football, and you were three, and you ended up five and six. It ain't my fault. I did my <laughs> job. But I did get to hang out with Dickie V and Mark Bavaro and Rudy on the field at Notre Dame. So, you know. The real you know, Rudy was that, there? The real Rudy. Yeah. Oh, Rudy. man. I didn't know that. The real Rudy. I would have told him he was offsides. Mm-hmm. And he belonged on the bench. I would have told him that. Dang. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool, man. But that wasn't my fault, uh, AP. was my fault, man. I didn't make any decisions I mean, with the quarterbacks. Sounds, I did my job. That sounds like just the margin score on Wade that day. What happened? How many touchdowns did Jeff Lamar just score on Wade that day? Uh, what? what? Whoa. <laughs> I don't remember that last name scoring a touchdown on me. I'm playing. I'm just making Was that Stovall? Not that my memory is just the best, you know. But Was that Stovall? Stovall. He didn't score. Somebody scored because they had 40 points. The the pitcher did. You know, he's still pitching, bro. Samarji, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's still pitching. That was such a smart decision. Best decision. Best decision. Oh my gosh. All right, AP, we'll get you out of here, man, so you can go go be great. Wade, it was good to hear from you, my man. Hopefully it's not the last time, bro. I mean that. All right. Swain's got my number. Tell him, get it from him. Come call me. Sounds good. Sounds good. Appreciate you, AP. All right, bro. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you. AustinPriceVolQuest.com here on the Swain event. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top one hundred barbecue restaurant. In America, uh, it's probably time to take a break. We'll take a quick, quick. Early for barbecue. What'd you say? Early for barbecue. What do you mean it's early for barbecue? It's never early for barbecue. That might be true. Never. Never early for barbecue, man. You have for breakfast, man. That's All true. day. Yeah, That's man. true. It's, it's, like having, it's like having a whiskey. It's, you just it's made always five o'clock. A Tennessee whiskey too, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's right. There you go. It's always it's always five o'clock. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. We'll take a quick timeout and wrap things up when we come back. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup or if you don't feel like leaving the house then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's go to the phones this morning. We got Ball Nation. That is joining us, Ball Nation. Good morning, my good friend. What's up, family? What's up, man? Good to see y'all, man. Good to uh, see y'all on YouTube and listen to y'all show today, man. It's been great, man. What's Appreciate up, Wade? You, but, uh, Wade, you there? Me? Hold on. There he is. Wade, you, okay. you there? There you go. You're... Yeah. Y'all still there? Yep. Yep. Wade's okay. there. I had a mute. All right, cool. 
Uh, no problem, no problem. Yeah, man, just enjoying it, man. Just I know you got to get off the show here soon, but so excited about this game coming up, man. Excited to see what uh, our team is going to do as we get ready to go into the game with a victory, man, and then getting ready to go into next year. Uh, Hypo's got us on that train, and uh, we're rolling down the tracks, and things are going well. But I had a question for you guys. Looking at, you know, people, and I don't know, you might have talked about this earlier. I mean, this train, Paul, man? <laughs> That's it, man. Got that, that Coach Hype train rolling, man. <laughs> I mean, this train? Gotta have it. Hey. About this Get train? It. Get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see Wade over here. He, he, he doing the old school bankhead bounce, man, over here. Old school dance. I think he tried to raise the roof a time or two. Uh, as well, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love my I love my hype train music, man. Uh, it's it's uh, it's fun, man. I appreciate that, man. But looking at this uh, these bowl games, man, it's sad seeing these bowl games canceled. I know with COVID and the precautions and everything, lots going on. And then you know some of it may be just because maybe some of the the uh, I don't want to say meaningfulness of it. You know, depending on who's playing and and where they're playing and and whether or not they've got the players that they were playing with through the course of the year. Some of us that might be getting ready to go to the league, protecting themselves or whatever, they're, they're choosing to sit out. I see it, it's been a problem to me. You know, yes. it's been a problem. And so I was trying to look at a solution to want to get you guys' opinion on it. And this is just hypothetical, but I was looking at, you know, of course expanding the playoffs I, I think would be great, but there's some adjustments that would have to take place. There's pros and cons to both. But I looked at if what if they had a 15-team playoff? You take the yeah. So your goal in the, in, the, in the season is to try to get into the top 15. Now, in order to have that 15-team playoff, you probably would have to reduce the number of games uh, that are being played in general from maybe 12 down to 10. Now, of course, that would give these kids an extra bye week, uh, reduce you know potential injuries, wear and tear on the body because they are not professionals; they are student athletes. Uh, but it would expand the playoffs. And then you just take the whole month of January, and that be the playoff month. Uh, you still have your bowl games and things of that nature going on. Uh, but if you're in the top 15, man, week one, you know, you got the number one team sitting out, and then two through 15 play each other. Week two, you got eight teams left, right? They play you down to four. Week three, you're down, you know, you got four teams. Week uh, uh, four comes around, I'm sorry. Week three, you're down to four games. I mean, four teams. And then week two, uh, or week four, I'm sorry, you're down to two games or two uh, two teams. You know, does that make sense? What I'm saying, I know I'm talking kind of fast. No, it, kinda, does, it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And that way, you're only playing 14 games total, you know, even if you max out and you run all the way through. Because right now, they're playing about that much now anyway. You know what I'm saying? So if you're playing that 12 or 14 game slate anyway just to get to a championship game, that doesn't put any more on the teams than they have right now. It will reduce the season stuff, but then during the season, maybe you only play, you know, you, you play in conference. You know what I'm saying? You might still have one out of conference where you play at Western Kentucky and throw them some money, and then you have a, a team like a Clemson or a Michigan or somebody that you play or whatever just to bolster your resume a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I look at that as if you want to have a, a true playoff, you know, in college football, and you want to maybe give, you know, that number eight or nine team where they've got, you know, like that Pittsburgh team, you know, Deuce hey, you know, I'm out, I'm going to go to the league. And I don't know where he was or what that where that team was in the rankings, but let's say they were at 12 or 13. Would he do that if he had a shot at the national championship? 
with the team back out, with Texas A&M back out, you know, not saying that they didn't have COVID issues, but I'm just saying, if you had a shot at the national championship, you know what I'm saying? And so it may give them more incentive to stay and play, and you get a chance to really experience these top-notch players that's getting ready to go to the league anyway, you know, and you really get a true playoff, and everybody gets a, a true shot. And so I just want to, you know, I know there's a lot of different things that would have to, to happen in order to make that, you know, a reality. But I'm just throwing that out there, man. I want yeah. to get you guys' opinion on it. No, for sure, for sure, Vol Nation. And, and, and so good to hear from you, man. Thanks thanks for the call. Um, quick, I, go, I go. Quickly. All right. 10 to 12 games. I wrote down a lot of notes on this. This is something I thought about, I've thought about before. Um, the SEC schedule would, pre- would present the biggest problem. Because you wouldn't be able to 10 to 12 games, you wouldn't be able to decipher who got the. I mean, if some of them, uh, the Floridas and the, some, they split, you know, they go five and five just because it's the SEC, you know, you're going to end up with it's just going to be, you're going to end up with way too many other teams versus the ones that you, Bama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Texas AM, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Those are all teams versus like the Notre Dame. This, that would be great for Notre Dame. If that makes sense, like, but to have the SEC schedule like that, like you can't, the SEC is such a thing because of the games you have to play every weekend. So we wouldn't have that final answer, I don't think. I think, I think the playoffs need to be expanded. I think when, when they are expanded, I think you get less guys opting out. Well, I think if, if you pay them, that, that's an easy answer to that. Pay the players what? to play in a, in a bowl game. No. Yes, pay them to play in the bowl game. How much? How much? How much money can you really offer someone to get them to play in a bowl game when they're when they're? Bro, give us pay, pay them pay those pay them those checks that they give us when we leave. Make that their payment. Just pay, you make it to a bowl game. You get this. Just pay them as if they're playing. Like 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 tax it. Do all of that stuff and pay them for making it. Bro, the schools getting paid for making it to the bowl games. They are. So pay the players. They'll stay. They won't leave. Ain't nobody, and they might have millions on the table, but if you give them five grand, no. they might, everybody probably play. It is a, it's a topic that we can't get into in detail and depth today because it is time to go. And hour three was, was powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's healthcare. Jonathan Way, Jason Swain with you today. Man, tomorrow, Tennessee, Alabama on the hardwood. Thursday, Tennessee, Purdue in the Music City Bowl. Big thanks to Jonathan Way for joining us today, co-hosting with me today, Always. chopping it up with me today. Always a pleasure. Always fun. And big thanks to Austin Price of BalkWest, BalkWest.com for joining us as well. That is our time for today. Swain Events fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Way. Anything you want to say on the way out, man, to the good people? Uh, I love y'all balls, man. I love all y'all. Let's go <laughs> kick ass and take names um, this week in the ball game. If I can say that without getting in trouble, man, it should keep going. Keep going. Let's let's keep building. Let's make it special again. Let's get some orange hats and let's write. Let's make Tennessee great again. Let's 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 make that happen. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. For Jonathan Wade, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great great day. Wayne event fuel by that and barbecue. Peace and much love. We are out.